Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Hi, and thanks for listening. Before we get into our main discussion today, I just wanted to tell you real quick that you can find the show notes for today's podcast at othersidepodcast.com slash six. Also, if you're listening, please do me a favor and let us know. We'd love to hear from you, and you can reach us at show at othersidepodcast.com. You can tweet us at at othersidetalk, or if you feel like it, call or send us a text at 608-561-2263. And all that information is also on our website, othersidepodcast.com. Thanks. Ah, oh, Wendy, I'm looking at the window here, and all I see are clouds. And all I have seen is clouds all day and raining. It is the perfect day for a sad song. How, how's the weather where you are right now? Well, it's sunny, but, you know... <laughs> Okay, great. Not everybody's always happy in the sun, so. No, I'm vampires. I'm fine with talking about sad songs. Okay, vampires hate it. No, I had a great moment today. Um, it was. It's been just gloomy, gloomy all day long. But I live right next to a daycare, right? So I live right next to a daycare, and it must have been recess time or whatever, because I could hear the kids playing and everything outside in the cloudy day. But then. All of a sudden, it started pouring. Like, out of nowhere, it just started pouring. <laughs> and you could hear them all scream. That's you funny. Could, ah! <laughs> you could just, so just the sound of just terrified screaming children out the window <laughs> made for a <clears throat> just an excellent day, an inspiring day. No, it is. Thanks, Mike. It is. That's a scenario I had never contemplated before. It just, I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, oh man, they're getting wet. <laughs> Cruel. So, um, no, it's been terrifically gloomy today, which I think is a perfect day to talk about sad songs. What's the saddest song you think you've ever heard? Oh my gosh. Like one, every time you hear it, you're like, oh, well. Oh, gee, now you're putting me on the spot and I can't think of one. Well, while you think of it, the saddest songs that I ever hear... Now, there's modern bands that make sad songs. You know, I think Radiohead, just like that's their business, is that uh, Tom York, whenever you hear an interview with him, he sounds like, a, like oh, I'm a happy, well-adjusted guy, but he, yeah. ri- he writes songs like, as soon as the song's done, I'm just going to go walk off this window. You know, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Like, he's like, I'm, you know, I hope my elevator doesn't... You know, I just, I think that uh, Tom York, as that, Radiohead writes some really sad songs. That's true. But... Nothing is sad. And there's a lot of folk artists that are kind of sad. Damien Rice writes some sad songs with the violin. But the saddest music is music from the Civil War. Yeah? You know, you listen to a song from the Civil War, you ever hear anything like that, and you just picture somebody laying in the grass or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, no, I need my leg amputated or something like that. I just shot my brother. Like, it's... It's yeah. horrible. Okay, well, so that you- that brings to mind actually, um, like the Schindler's List theme song. Oh yeah, that, that's particularly heartrending. I mean, because especially after you see the movie and you have it locked into your head and associated to 
horror of that movie and what people went through. So that's one I'd have to say is in the top. Right. Top nobody, of- nobody's like, hey, there's a party tonight. And it's like, well, put on the Schindler's List soundtrack. You know, let's get it started. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But that's so there's some sad, really sad stuff. That's the saddest music I can think of. It's probably the associations with the Civil War are the associations of dying you know, and obviously Schindler's List has an association with the Holocaust, right. you know. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think we should talk about a little bit about the saddest song in the world. Oh, my gosh. And how do we how do we figure that out? Like, well, I, I think we can figure it out because there's a song that's absolutely so sad that they said it led people to killing themselves. And we'll talk oh. about sublim we'll talk about subliminal messages and backwards masking in another episode where people were saying that certain bands were trying to get their trying to get their fans to kill themselves and stuff like that with subliminal messages. This is a song with no subliminal messages or anything like that. This is a song that's just so completely depressing that you hear it and the notes and the words uh, make you want to kill yourself. That's crazy. Like it, it accesses the little spot in your brain that that makes you. Yeah, it's it's music is mind control. It's wow kind of thing. So okay, so there is such a song. You're saying there's a song out there. We probably shouldn't air it. Well, okay, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, and we're not. There's also a movie called The Saddest Song in the World that came out a few years ago. This has nothing to do with the movie or anything like that. This is the saddest song in the world. And it's known as the Hungarian suicide song. And that's like a depressing thing right there, just to be like, yeah, the Hungarian suicide song. Because uh, Hungary is not known as a happy place. Right, or anything right. Like when you that. think of Hungarian music, you think of kind of a minor key and that type of. Yeah, you think of gypsies, actually. I, like, I think the Hungarian, or, you know, I think of gypsies, or the, the Roma people. Sure, yeah. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about it. in the in the US it was it was known as Gloomy Sunday. So that's Okay, the, I like that name a little bit better than the Hungarian suicide song. Yeah, it's weird when you try to buy you know on record, it wasn't really a popular record when it was like this song will make you kill yourself. Um, like a marketing point. Yeah, like you know like that would be on the poster or whatever like oh you walk gosh. into Sam Goody or Virgin or whatever and you're like, "Hey, you got that new suicide track?" Oh. It, well, no, it was really popular among goths and cutters. Um, <laughs> it's not. Okay. No, that's no, not. All right. But let's just start a little history of the Hungarian suicide song. Okay. And it was written by Hungarian composer uh, Rezzo Seres in 1933. So it is 81 years old this year. I mean, so that was very early on in the, when the first, when were the first recordings? Like accessible to people, like the Victrola and whatnot. Like, well, no, they were could, doing. I mean, they were doing that in the early 1900s and the late 1800s okay. and stuff so, like that. I mean, I just I was wondering if if like if it had to be played live, you know, that would that would change the dynamic of. Right, that would make everything horror. Like, it's like, yeah, no, we're gonna play for you a song that's gonna make you kill yourself tonight. Nobody did that. Right, because we, you know, I've seen, I've done shows where people leave the room, but that's an all altogether different kind of experience. Yes. No, there's I've I've, themselves. I've been at shows where I wanted to kill myself because of <laughs> listening to the band. I mean, that's that's not even that weird. 
Okay, so there's a couple of different accounts about how this song came to be. One was that he wrote it as the song was called "The World Is Ending." Mm, that's that sounds that sounds very cheerful track. Yeah, and that's a, that's a song about war. And obviously, 1933, we're not too far after the end of the First World War, uh, where Hungary was part of the empire that lost. So there's you know okay that's you know the Germans uh-oh. and the Austro-Hungarians and the Turks all lost together on that one. It's a it's a depressing song written in a depressing place at a depressing time in 1933. And that's that's one of the the rumors of how the song was created. The other rumor is that his girlfriend left him before it was written and that's what inspired the sad melody. So those are both pretty depressing things. So maybe the combination of of <laughs> awful things in that guy's life led him to write it. Add to the really sad melody about the gloomy Sunday became. But uh, there was a Hungarian poet, uh, Laszlo Yavor, who added his own lyrics after the song was released, and that's when the song became popular. Ah. And let me go over a little bit with you the English translation of the lyrics to Gloomy Sunday. All right, lay it on me. On a sad Sunday with a hundred white flowers, I was waiting for you, my dear, with a church prayer that dream-chasing Sunday morning, the chariot of my sadness returned without you. Okay, pretty sad so far. Ever, yeah. ever since then, Sundays are always sad. Tears are my drink, and sorrow is my bread. Sad Sunday. Getting a little Aww. sadder. Last Sunday, my dear, please come along. There will even be a priest, coffin, a cattle falc. I don't know what a cattle falc is. A hearse cloth. Even then, flowers will be awaiting you. Flowers and coffin. Under blossoming trees, my journey shall be the last. My eyes will be open so that I can see you one more time. Do not be afraid of my eyes as I am blessing you, even in my death, last Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That guy needs a hug so right. bad. Right. I was going to say, Laszlo, brother, like, we, or a date or something like that to cheer Aww. him up because that, yeah, that was a... I want to, like, buy some Ben and Jerry's and go over to his house and, like... <laughs> right. Give him a hug and... Sure. No, I mean, let's just go through and let's watch some Netflix and relax. Right, exactly. You can wear your sweats. It'll be fine. Like we, Yes. We've all had Aww. those moments. It's like, hey, there's chips. Um, Boy. It's a, I mean, it's, someone dies and their lover contemplates suicide to join them in death. So it's a fairly de- yeah gloomy Sunday. It's, it's pretty sad. It's very sad. And so um, it got the newer version gets recorded in 1935, and that's when it becomes really popular, and that's when it becomes linked to different suicides in, in Hungary. And so they're writing about this in the newspaper, and it's claimed that a woman in Vienna drowned herself and was clutching, oh. clutching the sheet music in her hands to the song. Oh. Oh and my gosh. in Budapest, the shopkeeper killed himself and quoted this song in, in his suicide note. Aww. So much so. I mean, Time Magazine writes about the song twice. Once in, wow. 19, once in 1936 and once in 1937. They talk about a woman that hung herself and laid the sheet music at her feet. Um, there's a claim that it's in, been banned by the police in Budapest. Uh, they say a man in Indianapolis hired a soloist to play this song to him while he drank a glass of, po- oh. of poisoned beer. Oh my gosh, no. And it get, you're right, and it gets mentioned by the Los Angeles Times in 1936 as well. And so this is up, I mean, 
This is a song where even back in the 1930s, they're saying people are killing themselves after listening to Gloomy Sunday. But do you think it's because like after they listen to it or do you think they listen to it and they related to it so much or, you know, they're depressed people. So they're listening to sad things and then they're like, oh, this resonates so much with what I'm going through. I'm going to clutch it in my hands. Yeah, as I drown myself or whatever. <laughs> right. I think these are people who are living through the depression. They're waiting yeah. for a chance to kill themselves. Oh, they, I mean, that's their whole thing. And they're, it's, a, it's a sad time. I mean, there's no money. Um, it was well, the depression. Like, it's just it's the worst <laughs> time to be alive. And yeah. I mean, well, the Civil War is probably the worst time to be alive because people are shooting at you. But that's where the other sad music comes from. But that's true. I mean, the Great Depression is terrifying. I mean, when you think about it, you think about the, like the dust bowl and I mean, it sounds like a whole, everything sounds horrible during the great depression. Like you grow up and you're like, Oh my God, everybody's so dirty. People are jumping out of buildings. There's no money. Guys are living in Hoovervilles, whatever they used to call them. People don't know where their next nickel is going to come from. Right. People are starving. They're trying to take care of kids. There's no internet. This is living in hell. Gosh. And, and, and so, uh, I just I think these people were waiting to kill themselves, and then they hear a song that's Ugh. so sad, a song that talks about suicide. They're like, you know what, Laszlo, you're right, man. Let's do it. Let's get let's get it, out. So it like pushes them over the edge, that. as opposed to being something like, oh, I thought of another sad song. What's that? The Donnie Darko song. The um, oh, Mad World of Ever. <laughs> yeah, that is a sad song. That one makes me like ugh, every time it gives me a chill. It is. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, it's a great movie too. We'll talk. We'll talk about time travel and time travel in music and movies and stuff like that. Oh, so much to so talk there about. There is a okay. million things to talk about, but we're staying on the sad, sad song, gloomy. Right. We're saying, we're not talking about happy things like traveling through time. We're talking about sad things like killing yourself in the dust bowl in the Great <sighs> Depression, drinking a glass of poison beer while violinist plays this song for you, or somebody sings it to you. That must be a just cold-hearted stone violinist, like. <laughs> sure I'll do it give me five bucks right it's a musician getting the paycheck you think they're gonna I turn know, that down you're like he's gonna gosh, kill him I mean it sucks it? that sucks he's gonna die but I mean it, at least as, as long as the check's good sort of like a Kevorkian of the music world yes right Dr. Dr. Kevorkian of the music yes, world I will play the sad music for you and drink your glass of poisoned beer oh my gosh <sighs> uh, okay so they made an English language version soon after and it was written by Sam Lewis. Okay, now Sam Lewis, we don't know about him too much today. I mean, we mm. he's like nobody sings his songs all the time today. Like they might sing an Irving Berlin song or something like that. But he was a um, a composer and a songwriter, kind of at that level. So I think has anybody seen my gal? That might be his most famous song. Or how are you gonna keep them down on the farm after they've seen Perry? <laughs> Never heard of either either of those. Songs. I I know the how can you keep them down on the farm? Um, okay song my mother used to quote that song because it was popular when she was a youth you're gonna regale us with a little uh little line of the music i don't really i don't know it's just like how do you keep them down on the farm there now that they've seen perry i don't i i just made that to sound you old made, okay. well, i do i remember a little bit but i that was just made to sound old timey <laughs> you know, like, we can google it no problem hey. okay so <clears throat> And the thing is, he adds a third verse to it. So the English, you can look over the English lyrics to it. He adds a third verse that kind of cheers it up. Oh, so it kind of just says like so. So 
Sunday is gloomy, my hours are slumberless. Dearest, the shadows I live with are numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you, not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. Angels have no thoughts of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy Sunday. (laughs) Gloomy is Sunday with shadows I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all. Soon there'll be candles and prayers that are sad, I know. Let them not weep. Let them know I'm glad to go. For death is no dream. For in death I'm caressing you. With the last breath of my soul, I'll be blessing you. Gloomy Sunday. So right now. Right. That's it. Kill that yourself. certainly does take a different twist, doesn't it? Dreaming. I was only dreaming. <laughs> I wake and find you asleep in the deep of my heart here. Darling, I hope that my dream never haunted you. My heart is telling you how much All I right. wanted you. I know, it is more cheerful, but it's still a pretty morbid thing. Because it's like, hey, guess what I had this dream about? Well, in the dream, you died. And so I wanted to kill myself. And then I did. Hi, let's have a great day together. Like, if I said that in the morning to my wife, she'd be like, wow, go back to sleep, Frigo. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but at least the effort was made to make it not end quite so darkly. Yeah, and the melody at that part, too. Like, dreaming, I was only dreaming. It's like meant yeah. to be like, hey, guess what? You know, let's let's pick this one up before, you know, somebody drinks a glass of poison beer around here. Uh <laughs> But no, I mean, this. so when they redid the American version or the English version, they wanted to make it more cheerful. And so Gloomy Sunday, kind of they picked it up. And and the most popular version of the song, I think the one that a lot of people have heard, uh, well, the people that didn't kill themselves that are still around, <laughs> um, was by Billie Holiday. Oh, so, okay. So the Billie Holiday version uh, is from 1941, and that's probably the most famous popular version of Gloomy Sunday. Now, wonder how she decided to record that one. Well, it was—I mean, it's a, it's a popular song, and uh, it just like maybe she was just looking to make her um, make her fans kill themselves. I'm not sure, or <sighs> or right, like what do? Oh, let's pick this one. Yeah. Uh, it probably was. It just was. The guy wrote a version of it. They're like, hey, let's you know give it to Billy and see what she thinks. And it's yeah. a, it's a nice melody, and you'll hear it. You'll hear the song in a little bit. So right. you'll hear it's a really nice melody, uh, even if it is kind of a sad one. But she she certainly isn't the only person to record it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of versions of um, Gloomy Sunday, including another jazz l- great Lou Rawls did it in the 1960s. Ray Charles did a version oh. in 1969. That sounds fun. Um, Elvis Costello did one in 1981. Wow. Big names. Right. Uh, A band called Christian Death did it in 1986. And uh, the Dead Milkman, uh, tongue-in-cheek, put it in a song called The Blood Orgy of the Atomic Fern. Man, it's like every (laughs) genre has covered it. That's pretty incredible. Yep. Uh, Marianne Faithful. Who now she used to be? I remember her. So Marianne Faithful was uh, Rod. That's not Rod Stewart, the lead singer of the Rolling Stones, the guy with the lips, Mick Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yes, that's right. He he escaped me for a second, (laughs) but she was Mick Jagger's girlfriend for a a while. Oh yeah. So that's that's why she was famous. And she was in that 
Metallica song. Yeah, she's. That's right. So just hearing her sing that song made me want to kill myself. So, so I could see how her so version creepy. of Gloomy Sunday would do it. Oh my too. gosh. Um, that shouldn't be allowed. Sinead. Sinead did huh? it. That Gloomy Sunday is the song that made her shave her head. She was so sad. She's like, I'm, I'm going to shave my head. Um, Anton LaVey, who was the, uh, Anton LaVey was the founder of the Church of Satan in the United States. And we're going to talk more about Anton LaVey because before the end of his life, he became friends with Marilyn Manson and stuff like that. And he's great because Anton LaVey would have like show tune old time jazz sing-alongs and stuff like that. So really, <laughs> fun. So, I mean, jazz hands. Like Anton LaVey, well, we'll talk about the Church of Satan when we talk Let's about that. sing about Satan. Oh, Yay. one, a two, a one, two, three, go. <laughs> That's that, exactly like he sang happy music and everything. And we'll talk about that because the Church of Satan is, isn't what people think it is. Mm, um, okay. And so interesting. It, and so Anton, because he's friends, he was friends with all these guys and that were actually like, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. was a member of the Church of Satan. And who, I did not know. And who was a happier guy than Sammy Davis Jr.? Right. Who? I mean, he's the guy everybody wants to party with. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> right. It's jazz hands. Who knows jazz hands like Sammy Davis? Oh, we'll, man. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Who knows sadder songs than Sarah McLaughlin? Good point. Oh, that one commercial with the yeah. dogs. Yeah. It, it, like, I can't even, I have to change this station when that comes on. Right. How many times has that commercial with the dogs made you want to slit your like, wrists? You cannot see it without a tear mm-hmm. appearing in your eye. In the arms of oh. an angel. Oh, my me- gosh. And then the, all those puppy dogs with the sad faces. Right. Unless you donate money, you are a horrible creature. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing, Sarah? It's very effective, I think. I think it is, too. Uh, so her version of Gloomy Sunday, I think, was that was just a... Um, that was a warm up for the arms of the angel, and the, they should put that song in the. Well, no, they don't. It could have. Maybe it inspired her to write that one. Who it, knows? It could have been. The Smithereens did it. Um, Jeez, this list is huge. Yeah, they did it in the '90s, though, so nobody is, cared. Is <laughs> is this like the most covered song ever? No, no, no. Of course not. But, yeah, yes, mean, yesterday is the most covered song. Okay, I believe that. I believe it's a great song. I believe in yesterday. The <laughs> hey, thanks for the softball. Just a bit outside. Okay, um, so uh, the Kronos Quartet, that string quartet. Oh you know. yeah, I like the Kronos Quartet. Sarah Brightman did it. Oh, yep, yep. Um, there's a, a little bunch of bands I haven't heard of after that. Bjork. Oh yeah, Bjork. I think I've nice. seen. Yeah, Bjork did a video for it too. I believe. Cool. So you can see Bjork do it in her weird, quirky, Icelandic way. And, uh, oh yeah, and then it became a bigger hit just this year. Hold on, see if I can find this. What? On a Norwegian talent show. Oh, like American Idol, something like that. Yeah, but this is Norwegian Idol. This is a really young girl. It's like a seven-year-old girl sings Gloomy Sunday. And it was making the rounds on the viral videos and stuff. Uh, and so, actually, when you look up Gloomy Sunday, oh, gosh. you will find... The thought of a child singing that song is... Right. Children shouldn't have to think about those things. Well, if you think about Romeo and Juliet, though, like, Romeo and Juliet's a story, and how does... I mean, spoilers for Romeo and Juliet, in case you haven't... You know, I don't mean to spoil you on it, but 
you know, they get they get so sad they kill themselves. You know, she kills herself. Right. You know, and he's like, hey, just just faking. Too late. So then he kills himself too. Uh, which is a total bummer. Gotcha. Oops. But, but you'd think that. I mean, just speaking of, you know, you think it's an overload of sad, and that we're kind of we find that ridiculous or whatever. But did you see that Precious movie? Um, no, I didn't. The one that got a bunch of Oscars. Yeah, it's 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 very well acted. Yeah, no question. It's well acted. It's well put together. It 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 touches all the right heartstrings, and and the girl puts on a really great performance, and um, it's a, it's a good film, but it's almost too unbelievable. Because it's sad um, after sad after sad. Uh, you know, this girl has a horrible relationship with her mother. And she's a victim of incest with her father. And she's been... Lord. And then she's got AIDS. And then oh, she needs help. God. It's like all these things come in and you're just like... My precious. <laughs> right. You just... I expect this thing to stop like and just go, worst day ever. Or it's just a, yeah. com- or it's just a commercial. Are you having a bad day? You know, that's the kind of... But... So at the same time, these things where we just pile on the sad after sad, that hasn't changed that much over time. Even from Shakespeare's time, we think, like, if we heard a story like Romeo and Juliet, which Gloomy Sunday is just like the ending of Romeo and Juliet, that we're like, well, it's all ridiculous and we wouldn't buy it. But we still buy that stuff and we still eat that stuff completely up, even hundreds of years later. Right, that's true. Um, so, but no, if, if you look up, you know, gloomy Sunday, eight year old or whatever, amazing. Okay. It's, it's like on YouTube. Let me see how many views it has. It's got 8 million views what? on YouTube. Amazing. Seven year old sings gloomy Sunday, Billy holiday, Angelina Georgian. And my favorite, um, the name of the talent show is Norska talenter. <laughs> Norska talenter. <laughs> well, you win big. Oh, you know, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I love it. And so it's just like America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or whatever. Um, But no, and so she won real big with her the whole season and her version of Gloomy Sunday. So Angelina Jordan does not sound like a Norwegian name whatsoever, does it? It really does not. It sounds okay. like an American name. No, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Minneapolis right now and everything. I mean, everything sounds Norwegian. And we're yeah. like, Angelina Jordan, she's from Norway? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy Holiday records the most popular version and um that version gets banned by the BBC for being too disturbing. These Whoa. are right these are adults that make this decision. It becomes banned by the BBC until 2002 for being too disturbing. That's very recent. Right? And when you think about all the disturbing things on the television nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's quite a statement really yeah and, and so i think that so it gets banned in 1941 right in the middle of the second world war and going back to talk about the second world war a little bit the composer of the song the original composer did kill himself in budapest by throwing himself out a window oh it's not a rumor it's, you know, it's not one of those things like you're like oh yeah this guy killed himself no he killed himself he was in the new york times which, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you trust it, but I trusted their obituary section enough. Um, he had a tough life, though. He was Jewish, and he went to a Nazi prison camp in the Ukraine, oh gosh. and his mom died there. Then oh. after, the, after the war, he became a trapeze artist and a circus performer. So he was, he was, multi, you know, he was, he was multi-talented. He was a you know, performer. Yeah. But he said he was depressed. He'd never write a song as popular as Gloomy Sunday ever again. Aww. 
And so he's depressed that the depressing song was. Oh, in the late sixties, he killed. Gosh, himself. well, man, that guy. I, I feel really sorry for him. I do too. I, whenever you feel like that, so what a miserable way to live. A German. They made a German film about the song in 1999. Ein Lied von Liebe und Tod, a song of love and death. Um, and so you can see that. I don't think it's on Netflix, but I think you can. Uh, it's on the the DVD version, so you can get it that way. And um, yeah, the saddest song in the world. So a, a little bit, wow. a little bit into something we went through b- uh, before. So what was going on that made people kill themselves in that time? Number one, Hungary historically has had the highest suicide rate among Western nations. So you know that's it's a place where more people kill themselves than than others. And then also, we were talking about America in 1937, 1938. We had an increase in suicides because of the economic downturn. And we're in the middle of the Great Depression, and we weren't yanked out of it until the Second World War. Why was it banned in England? Well, in England, they were just coming off the Blitz. This is 1941. They're in the middle uh, of the war. I mean, yeah. They're, I mean, London was bombed every day by Germans for a long time, and it was terrifying. The, the V2 rockets and everything. So you were in a place where it was just a, a terrible... People were already down. It was a terrifying time to live. And so you have a song that's really sad, and sometimes things just become cultural touchstones. And this was one of them. So... Well, that was a very interesting bit of... Yeah, a little bit... History and... On the saddest song in the world. So why don't we listen to our version of it, Wendy? All right. I think that sounds like a great idea. Okay. Get your handkerchiefs. My heart and I had 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.